in some people's minds, I think they thought, right, Peter, he's the old boy, he'll probably go quite early. And it was emotional. They had to stop filming a couple of times because we're all sobbing. Like Keith said, we've never had anybody of your age get this far. And there's still more to go. But I can do it, anybody can do it. The Great Pottery Throwdown, it's advertising for uh, new contestants. Have a go. Hi, I'm Claire, founder of Open Stage Arts Drama and Singing Classes for Adults. Lots of the adults who come to our classes and online events are looking for a creativity that has been put on the back burner during their sensible grown-up years. I have found this to be true among other creatives too. So I've decided to find out more about the painters, photographers, writers, printmakers, actors, crafters, teachers, musicians and more that have found or refound their creativity later in life. In this bonus episode with Peter White, we're talking all about the great pottery throwdown. Hello again, Peter. Hello, Claire. <laughs> Lovely to see you again. Thank you. And you. We're on to Throwdown now, and it was your family that applied in your name. What happened next? Well, you know, <laughs> families have a lot to answer for, don't they? Do you know, that's one of the things where I, I love Throwdown and those kind of programmes. And I always used to say, oh, well, you know, I could do that as one does. You know, I wouldn't have done it like that. So, yes, they did sort of sort of apply, and they, they told me the last minute. So it's a shortlist process. There's interviews. And because of the, the nature of the beast, it was all done either Zoom or by telephone. Under normal circumstances, you would be face-to-face. But what happened was you have a, like a, a technical questionnaire just asking you through what would you do with this, what materials would you do, what oxides, just, just basic ceramic clay information uh, just to make sure that you do know something about it clearly um, then you go on to uh, interview you're also interviewed by a psychologist as well I suppose it's not to make sure whether you're you're okay I think it's just to make sure that you're you're quite happy because it's highs and lows you know that you're going to handle that okay and then, of course, there's a couple of skill tests. Towards the end of that process, they, they contacted me and said, we'd like you to join us. Were you surprised? Yeah. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought, blimey. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? I, I know they, they like to, to have a range of people. And I, I said to Joel, I'm not, I'm not going as like the token old person. I might. She went, no, don't be silly, you know. And um, of course, it wasn't like that. I just got through on merit. Brilliant. So you headed up to Stoke and Trent and you moved in with a group of strangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they gave me a date in August and, and off I went. Uh, got in my pickup truck with all my, my bags and rubbish and everything. And we stayed in a bubble. We were put into like a, a gated, small gated community. It was like a sort of a hunting lodge sort of thing where I met the the other competitors, the other 11 competitors. And I also met the two people that were going to look after us. And so you had, had to be a totally secure bubble. We had 
uh, on site. We had a, a chef that came in the evenings to cook our evening meal six days a week. And we had two medical people because we were COVID tested every other day. And we had a temperature check every single day. So it was all very professional, very well run. But I met these people, different nationalities, different parts of the country, very, very young, like, you know, in their 20s, to me. And um, Henry would brought his skateboard along, and, uh, and I'd be sitting at a desk back with a beer working away, and he'd come skateboarding across. It was wonderful. It was absolutely fantastic. And I suppose, initially, I was very apprehensive. I was away from home. I love my family. I'm a big family guy. And suddenly I was with all these other people. And so you're waiting for the, the conflict, I suppose, you know, because there always is situations, isn't there? You know, But it wasn't like that. The 12 people that were picked, I think, were picked perfectly. So I can understand why all the interviews and all the, the psychometric tests and all that kind of thing, you know, was fantastic. I think they did a perfect job because we gelled really, really well. Because it's, I mean, famously, there are tears from Keith, but generally it's quite, there's a lot of emotion on the show and you're obviously really into what it is you're doing, so you're going to feel emotionally about that. You, you did come across as a show, all of you, as a really supportive bunch, contestants and judges. I'm, I'm guessing that was quite an important factor for you to support others and be supported in return. Well, we had people there that were a lot more skilled than me. I think most people were more skilled than me in the sense that, that they had recent experience. But you, you just do. You've just got on and help people. And I think by you offering to help, they want to reciprocate that. They want to share that. And we shared information. We shared knowledge. We say, no, don't do that. Don't do this. You know, try this. And I think at certain points, you know, you know, one of the um, technicians said to me, you do know this is a competition, don't you? And I went, yeah. So I thought, oh, am I being told off here? Like, you know, I thought, do you know what, I don't care. I'm like, so So when somebody had a problem, we, what you didn't see was the fact that a couple of times I was ahead in in my time and one of the two of the others were quite good. So I would go and help them. So I'd do a bit of the work and, and help them. And, and just simple like glazing and wiping the bottoms of, of pots and things like that, just to make sure they got up in the drying room or they, they finished it. But the same from them. Like I'll be sitting doing some design work and I'll say, oh, what do you think about that? Go, oh, that's great. You know, what about, you know, would you consider that or consider that? The gel, clear the, the, the gelling of the, the competition was fantastic. And, of course, we had the, the two supportive members who would go out to the shops for you and we weren't allowed to leave. And also, I mean, we had a situation where you were, like, at the studio at the crack of dawn and sometimes you would be there at the crack of dawn and you'd, you'd leave really, really late at night. So there were long days, uh, not only long days for a person of my age, but also for young people as well. But no, it was, it was a fabulous time, fabulous group of people, and it was emotional. I have a lot of empathy, and I suppose I do get emotional. I do care very much about people. And so with Keith... You know, I think even Richie and Siobhan got a bit emotional a couple of times. And there was lots you didn't see because they had to stop filming a couple of times because we're all sobbing. Everybody's going, oh, oh, God. And then when somebody left, crying, you know, if you can't 
let those inhibitions go. That's that's a worry. You've got to be able to go. No, I, I am sad for that situation. I don't, I don't think anybody's that hard, are they? Or cold face. You've got to let go. We're all part of this crazy world. We just, you know, just be be happy and be sad at the same time. The audience at home connects with that. We can understand what you're going through. And when you're showing that emotion, we feel it as well. We completely understand. So it is that empathy, but it's a nice connection between, between you guys and everybody watching you. Throughout my life, I mean, you know, I'm a private pilot. You know, when we're allowed to, we fly. I and mean, this is fly. I've taught, I've been, you know, real situations. I've had businesses with all the pressures that, that that takes. But the tension on that show was nothing like that. Because, they, you know, when they say, you have three hours to make this, you have three hours. And Siobhan, when she's counting down, that's genuine. And you're panicking. You know, because you, you look at the tasks and you think, I couldn't make that in three weeks, let alone three hours. But you do. And so you have that pressure and you don't want to leave. You don't want to let your family down. You don't want to let your friends down. And all the crew are rooting for you, being interviewed. And you go, oh, no pressure then. <laughs> you know, they're bonkers. But no, but you, you just weather it. But it was great. It was a great experience. And there's the breakages as well. Sometimes I, I feel so nervous for you all as as you get your stuff that's come back from the kiln. Do you know what? I'm afraid breakages are the norm for potters because you're dealing with wet, you're dealing with extremes of heat, you're dealing with melted glass and silicas and, and oxides and all those things that are, that are massive problems. You're, you're throwing loads of heat in, taking loads of heat out. So you do get breakages. Human nature allows you to push the boundaries and it wants you to push the boundaries. And so you work it out and you think, it's going to take me 12 hours to dry this piece of work. And you think, if I put a fan heater on it, can I dry it any quicker? <laughs> and then when you go back and it's got a crack in it, you think, no. <laughs> you know? So then it's not taking you 12 hours, it's taking you 24, you know. And I've got people ring up, is my piece ready? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but and that's the kind of tension it is. So, for the technical crew that were loading and unloading kilns, they were trying to to dry it and fire it, and the stress in clay is phenomenal. So it, it can't be helped. You know, sometimes your kiln, you open the door and you go, fantastic. And other times you open the kiln and go, close the door again. And so I'll come back to that later when I'm off. Oh, I need a cup tin and aspirin. It's, it's like that. The highs and the lows. Grey days and dark grey days, that's what we have. You know. And it was the same on the show. Yeah. You know, and like sometimes, I mean, I'm sure people looked at the show and thought, why are they all laughing when all their work's all smashed? And Because the tension, because sometimes you cry and then you'd laugh and think, there's nothing I can do about it. I'll just try and piece it all together, make it look good in bits, you know. It's just this sort of mosaic of, of mess. You know, <laughs> and just hope that your mess is tidier than the mess behind you. You know, but uh, no, that, that's that's what it was like. And how did you feel to get as far as you did to get to the final? Interesting question. I think, and it was mentioned that I was a bit of a rank outsider. I don't think it had anything to do with my age. I think probably more to do with 
my skill base and my knowledge base wasn't wasn't quite there. So I think in some people's minds, I think they thought, right, Peter, he's the old boy, he'll probably go quite early. Like Keith said, we've never had anybody of your age get this far and there's still more to go. It was hard not to cry because you're tired, you're tense. He's very emotional. He's so he's so passionate about it. You can't help but be passionate. I defy anybody not to cry. In fact, a couple of my mates like, right, oh, enjoy what, what, Pete. You know, they'll go, I'm stopping like a baby. You know, and I can genuinely believe it because it draws you in, doesn't it? You know, you, you have this, this creative energy with them. And then when they start bubbling, like you're off. But yeah, to, to make it to the end was absolutely amazing. Jodie won. She was just fantastic. They were all fantastic. Anybody there could have won. Yeah. So what lessons have you learned from being on the show? Whether specifically like a practical lesson, a practical actually pottery technique lessons or life lessons, lessons about yourself? Right, okay. So what I've learned is about my confidence level. I was against some really, really great people. Uh, my throwing skills went up through the roof. I throw quite large, very confidently now. Um, I'm certainly more knowledgeable. You have people there that were still all together, were still talking on WhatsApp, and I can I can put a question on the WhatsApp and know that I'll get 11 answers. Personally, it's given me more confidence. It's made me appreciate my family a lot more. Not that I needed to have it anymore, but I miss my family terribly. There were a couple of times when I realised I was I was seventy. <laughs> you know, when it came back really, really tired and they'd they'd all go, Should we just go to the bar? And they'd go, No, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, I suppose it's 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 taught me to be realistic as well. Be realistic about life, not take things for granted. Just oh get out there and you know, come on, do these things. You know, never mind the aches and the pains, you know, take a tap and get out, have a go. Well, I can do it. Anybody can do it. You know? And that, that's what it taught me. And hopefully encourage the children as well to go for it. Brilliant. That's the perfect ending ethos there. To give it a go. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> it's what we're all about here at Creativity Found as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the Great Pottery Throwdown, it's advertising for uh, new contestants. Have a go. Apply. If you're interested in clay, have a go. If you're at that stage of your life where you think, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today, get a pencil, get a pen, get a bit of paper, get outside, have a look at the world, have a look at the birds, get away from television, get away from social media, get out there, just annoy somebody, just have a bit of fun, but just do it. Age is only a number. Your body's not. But But, uh, no, just have a go. Amazing. Thank you ever so much, Peter. Actually, I love talking to you, Claire. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Creativity Found. If your podcast app has the facility, please leave a rating and review to help other people find us. On Instagram and Facebook, follow at Creativity Found Podcast. And on Pinterest, look for at Creativity Found. And finally, don't forget to check out creativityfound.co.uk the website connecting adults who want to find a creative outlet with the artists and crafters who can help them tap into their creativity.
When I created the Creativity Found website and the collective membership, I had no previous knowledge regarding the technical aspects of making an idea into a reality, a bit like when I started this podcast. I came across Kajabi, which allowed me to build the website so that visitors can easily find the creative classes, kits or supplies they are looking for through pages that look inviting and that showcase my members' talents. Kajabi also handles the membership, my mailing list and newsletters, the online community, taking payments, and it's where I host the Creativity Found Collective online meetups. If you're interested to learn more about how Kajabi can help you run and streamline your small business, you can find an affiliate link in the show notes and receive a 14-day free trial.